welcome to Being Professional in English Podcasts, podcast number 68, Telephone Success. Let's get started, shall we? Welcome. Good to be back. Thank you for listening to me, for downloading even if it is automatic for most of you still. Thank you very much for listening to me. Today we are going to talk about telephone success. First of all, let me apologize if you hear my uh, children in the background. It's 8.30, sorry, 6.30 in the evening and uh, they could be starting to shout and scream for their food. You know, the barbarian hordes, when they want their food, they show their fangs and they want to eat. So I apologize for that. We're going to be talking about telephone success today and we're going to be talking about it mainly because of the interjection of my colleague Martino, Martino Barbosa, who works with me at Being Professional English, who's helping me create and grow the company. And we were talking this morning, as we do, we meet every every week and we, we chat about things and he said that with the podcast that I've restarted, what I haven't done uh, indeed for a long time is anything on, on telephoning and we get asked he was saying we get asked a lot by our clients to help them with telephoning which is obviously one of the more difficult skills to learn in a foreign language and we all know why because there's no body language to help you no non-verbal body language so I thought I'd, I'd help with this today and it was funny actually because I spend so much of my time on the telephone for work and speaking a second language that I thought well, it's very strange that I haven't actually done anything on telephone success in quite some, some time. So today we have three points. The first point is what is success on the telephone? So it's the title of telephone success for the podcast. The second point, what are the stages of a telephone call? Because any telephone call can be broke down into points. And I try and do this in the same ways for emailing. If you remember, long-time listeners to the podcast, the method called the sandwich model for emailing. It's sort of the similar type of idea for telephone. You're trying to break things down into the, the infamous word chunks that we can look at. And lastly, how do we use the telephone flowchart? Something which I have mentioned in the past, but is extremely useful. Now again, as, as often with my podcasts, although my principal target client to listen to this podcast is someone who's using English as a second language, or third language, but not their mother tongue, a lot of what we're going to talk about today can be used for mother tongue listeners. My English mother tongue, I mean, sorry. <clears throat> it was a friend of mine, Tom Grant from the States, who listens to my podcast every week. And Tom, thank you very much for, uh, for listening uh, to this one, which I'm sure you are. Tom, very successful person, uh, managing director of, a, of a, lar a large area in a bank. And he often says to me, Mark, what you say has relevance also for people who are mother tongue English speakers. So today I particularly think that 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 is true. So the first point, what is telephone success? 
I'll tell you what, the success is the person who made this rum, which is delicious. It's the rum that was used for the Royal Navy, the UK Royal Navy, which actually they gave uh, a measure of rum, a little glass of rum, to every sailor in the Royal Navy. And of course, this started in the 1700s, okay? But do you know when the, the process finished? I think it was something like 1974. 1974, at which point, or 75, at which point the Royal Navy decided that given the increase in technology and all the systems and nuclear weapons that these sailors were dealing with, that maybe it wouldn't be a good idea for them to be given a glass of rum every single day. Well, I don't know about that, but certainly for me doing these podcasts, it helps having a glass of, a glass of rum. Rum is delicious. So anyway, what is telephone success? What I don't want to do here is I don't want to broaden the discussion too much. You know, I, I don't want to talk about success and happiness um, and uh, and how you can get one and not the other and all those sort of discussions which, you know, we hear so often and certainly there's loads of podcasts for. Although I must tell you one thing, I was watching one of the episodes of that wonderful US, I believe US or Canadian, I think it's US, television series called Mad Men, which is based in the 1960s in America during a time in which the there was the Second World War baby boomers and there was enormous increase in consumer spending and consumer awareness of what they bought and therefore it led to a, a big increase in the in the industry of advertising. Anyway, there's this boss in there and one of his direct reports come into him and, and say and they're crying you know and they're really upset and they say no you never ever say thank you and the boss's reply is that's what the salary check was for makes me laugh wonderful it's you know very anti-pc going against everything that we've sort of been doing in the last uh, in the last 10 years with management and and working with people and all that sort of stuff. But very, very funny, very good, fantastic. Okay, success and happiness, not going to talk about that. But what I do think is that it's important, even on a telephone call, to think about what your objective of that call is. Because remember, what I'm talking about here is calls which are taking place in a second language in your English, or in my case it's actually in, in Italian, but it's in English for you guys. And most of my clients live in the country of their mother tongue and to speak to either clients or speak to subsidiaries, they or head offices, they have to speak English to on the telephone or video conferencing or emailing or so and so forth. So the actual telephony in English second language is not something which is done all the time. Therefore, I think it's very fair to say that telephony in a second language is going to be somewhat more of an important telephone call when you make it. And going back to, I want you all to be perceived in the English language workplace exactly as you are, as professional as you are in your own mother tongue language, I think it's important to think of the objective and how important these telephone calls are. It isn't important, however, 
and I don't want to talk too much about the philosophy here, it isn't so important that you reach the objective. What's important is you progress toward the objective. Uh, you know, famous Tony Robbins there who talks about change is inevitable but progress isn't. The fact that you have to feel that you are making progress towards your objective. Actually reaching it is neither here nor there and usually it's a bigger, too big a goal to reach, certainly on a telephone call. We need to go towards your, your, your objective, progress towards it. But you can't do that unless you know what it is. Now, depending on the type of job you do, knowing what the objective is for a telephone call can be easy or difficult. I, I mean, I do understand that. Often, as in anything basically in the workplace, success for people who work within the sales department is very easily defined. You know, you make the sale, you close the sale, as it were. You, you organize that first meeting. It's very, very clearly defined for the sales group. For other different parts of the organization, it gets a little bit more difficult to know. I understand that. But I still think that you can think of what you are trying to achieve from this telephone call before you do it and think of the success of this telephone call. Especially because, as I said... The telephone call you're taking place in English being your second language is likely to be slightly more unusual and, in a sense, more important. Well, not more important, but gives you more visibility, that's for sure. From your career point of view, it gives you more uh, visibility in the organisation. And for that point, I think it, it's worth spending a few moments trying to think about what is the objective. Second uh, point for today is, what are the stages of a telephone call? Excuse me while I just take a mouth, another mouth for this wonderful rum. If any of you ever come to meet me in Verona, I'll, um, I'll share with you this, this wonderful rum. Better be quick though, because I'm probably drinking quite soon. What are the stages of a telephone call? Well, there are, I have spoken about this before, I mean, nearly two and a half years ago. If you go onto the website, you search for telephoning, well actually there's a section on the right hand side that under topics discussed, you go down to telephoning video conferencing and you can see it there. I spoke about the different stages of a telephone call. And in this particular case, it's a telephone call that you are making. So the whole point of this is to remain in control. Obviously, if you receive a telephone call right from the beginning, you you're a little bit out of control from it. You're not ready for it, so you're having to recoup. But in the in this particular instance, we're talking about a telephone call that you're making, and therefore you have to stay in control. And I just want to list through the stages of a telephone call so that it's very clear in mind exactly what it is. And when we do this, what I want to reiterate is something which I speak about often, is that when you are doing a telephone call or a presentation particularly, that is not the time when you should look to be creative. Okay, so when I talk about these stages of the telephone call, I'm talking about the bare bones of the telephone call, right? The vast majority of you who are A2 plus B1 in your English, and you really should be trying to avoid any creativity in these particular... What do I mean by creativity? I mean by going off the subject too much from what you're talking about. So the stages of this, the first stage is greet and then identify yourself, very obvious. Good morning, this is Mark Olding. 
you ask then to speak to someone. I'm assuming here you're going through a operator rather than directly to the person. You say, could I speak to John, please? Or to John Taylor, please? When they put you through to John, or if you're actually speaking directly to John already, the next session is you start with small talk. And I've spoken about this a lot. You know, you ask, how are you? And remember, particularly when you are dealing with the same person or the same one or two people in the other organization, be it a client or be it your head office or be it a branch, there are only going to be a few people you're going to be speaking to and your objective there is not just your own visibility for your career but it's also building the relationship with those people even though it's going to be difficult because you're doing it via the telephone. But as we all know, and I mean, we all do know this, and everyone speaks about it. Well, not everyone, but most people speak about it, is that, that the thing which characterizes high-performance, world-class teams is the strength of the relationships they have between people. So what you've got to do is you've got to try to help yourself to improve those relationships and you do it by small talk and you do it by being genuine when you ask someone how are you even though you're doing it in a second language you might be feeling under pressure because it's a telephone call and, and whatever try to be genuine with that question it would also be great if you have a little list of some of the personal details or some of the details at least of the person you're talking to you know you keep a piece of paper on your desk and you know you say this John person who you're speaking to uh, over the the months you've been speaking to him once a week or twice a week or how often it is you know he's married you know he's going on holiday next uh, in a few months time you know these little tiny bits of information that you can try to bring into the conversation is it false personally I don't think so it's purposeful. You're, you are trying to build a relationship with both people's uh, advantage. And it just helps you to, to remember. It makes it just easier having that list next to you that you are not stressing yourself out in the second language. If you don't need the list to remember it, that's great. But please still look towards gaining that information and therefore that relationship with people because if you don't have the personal information you it's going to be very hard to have the relationship since most people will say well i hope most people will say that work is not as important as family and friends to have a relationship with someone that's worthwhile at work you still need to know about their family and friends what's more important in their life Anyway, I digress. The next stage is you explain the purpose of your call, why you're calling. And it's very easy. You say, I'm calling about the presentation of yesterday. I'm calling about the telephone call we made. I'm calling about the meeting we have to organize. Or, could you tell me what you thought about it when you are asking for their information? But you can write all these sort of things down. So that's the main part. As you can see, if everything else we've done so far, greeting and then identify yourself, ask to speak to someone, start with small talk, is something which happens or could happen every single telephone call, right, that you make. 
doesn't change. The bit that does change is the purpose of what you're calling. And this is very important that to remember this. And it's linked in often with, or easily with, sorry, the email sandwich model. Where the, the two slices of bread, the beginning and end of the email, never change or very hardly change, very rarely change, sorry. But the filling, the middle of it, the sandwich, sometimes could be cheese, salami, prosciutto, whatever you, whatever it is. And lastly, you end the call, hopefully, with some sort of action point. So, you know, um, okay, so I will organise the meeting for tomorrow and let you know. The action point is you. You are going to organise the meeting and let them know. Thanks, goodbye. So those are the, the, the five stages that when we approach a telephone call that you're trying to tackle. Lastly, how do we use a telephone flowchart? For people who don't know what a flowchart is, it's often used to describe processes, explanations of, of processes, where you have you know, some shape, a square or a rectangle, and then a little arrow, and it goes to a triangle, and then there's a yes and no, and there's different answers. That sort of, it's like an organogram, but describing a process rather than just the hierarchy in a company. That's what a flowchart is. So when you're coming to write down your own telephone flowchart on a piece of paper in front of you, this is your action sheet for the telephone call, and it's, it's pretty important. When you are beginning to make telephone calls in, I'm going to say in English, in your second language, you will do this often. And the more often you do it, the more you will see that there are general patterns which support my own idea about you know the sandwich theory or the part that the beginning end of your telephone calls really changes just a middle bit but at the beginning when you're doing this and and to make yourself feel confident and to let that confidence come through in the telephone call which you've only got your voice it's good to do this flow chart this action sheet you start with the objective of the call right at the top so it's right in front of you what you're trying to do and if it's the objective could be, you know, uh, find out when we when he when John is free to organise this meeting, or uh, decide when John will send you the documents you need to fulfil your project. So it's that's the objective of 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 the telephone call right at the top. Then you start to do the flowchart. Taking into consideration those five stages I just met, uh, just spoken about, sorry. So the first part of the flowchart is, good morning, this is Mark Olding, or good afternoon, this is Mark Olding. Can I speak to John, please? And then it'll be yes or no. Now, you don't have to have the shapes, right? You don't have to spend 45 minutes trying to figure out on a piece of paper on your on your Word document or Pages document on your PC, wonderful 3D triangles and rectangles with shadows and what whatnot and colours. Uh, you don't need that. It can just be on a piece of paper with the actual sentences themselves. Okay, you don't need to do the shapes. But one thing which is very important and extremely different from all the other advice I give to you regarding writing down notes or things down to remind you 
is that in this telephone flow chart, and this is very important to remember, okay? I'll explain to you why in a moment, but it's very important to remember that what you write down to help you with your flow chart must be in the target language. Do you remember when I speak to you often, I say when you're in meetings or when you're doing a presentation, the little notes you write to yourself, you write those in your own language. And if you're having to speak them, in a presentation, for instance, you just translate at the time in the moment. But on the telephone, it's very different. You do not have enough time to think about the translation. The reason you don't have any time is because there's not any non-verbal language communication. The person can't see how you're reacting, what you're moving. You can't continue to communicate with the person when you're not speaking. All you've got is a pause. Now, I'm being kind saying it's a pause because the pause could turn into a silence and that is not very good at all. So, it is very important that when you're doing this flowchart, telephone flowchart, that the flowchart is written in the target language you're going to use on the telephone call. Okay? And it's very simple, you're writing the logical steps using those five different sections or steps we mentioned previously with the yes, the no's, and you can arrive at uh, the piece of paper and you can literally follow it as you are going through the telephone call. Try where possible to ask closed questions. Closed questions, if you remember, the ones that require only a yes or no answer. Now, I know this is not going to help with building your relationship, but what it damn well will help with is that I'm sure you understand yes or no in English or whatever the target language is, right? So you're reducing... That's, that's You see that? I'm confusing Italian and English there. I've been, I've been in this country too long. You're reducing the number of words that the other person you're speaking to can use. So try, when you're writing out your telephone chart, to use closed question forms. Okay, Because it means you remain in, in control of what's going on and follow it. Now, what happens if you're going down this, this telephone, telephone flow chart and the person says something which means that it you you haven't thought about this particular logical step well in first sense hard luck uh, it happens in second point of view is that you will get better at writing down all of these steps so you won't miss them it's just like when you're organizing things f to meet people and to do like staff meetings as it were and you're trying to work out how much time to allocate to a certain topic, a certain discussion. And at the beginning, you're not very good at that. After a while, you you know, when you've put down 10 minutes for a discussion that actually ends up lasting 30 minutes, or you put down 30 minutes of discussion that actually is finished in five, you get better at that. You do get better at it. And exactly the same way, you will get better at writing out this telephone flow chart. Eventually you'll get to the stage where you don't need the flowchart, where you become so confident on the telephone, so clear that a telephone call is very much structured and not something to be frightened about, you will get to the stage where you don't need to do the flowchart. I have to say, though, 
that even after 10 years in, in another country, when I need to make a very important telephone call, a very specific, very important telephone call, I still do a flowchart. And I also, I admit, that when I have to make a telephone call, and we're talking about a really important telephone call here, and I'm do, going to do it in English, I do, I write down, I don't necessarily write down the, the flowchart, but I write down the objective on a piece of paper right in front of me. Now, it could be because I'm useless and I'm not very good at maintaining focus, you know, achieve true focus that we spoke about last week or the week before. But I still do it in my notes. So there's no, there's no shame, as it were. There's, n there's nothing saying that you're, you're no good at the second language or target language if you are writing or using this flowchart or at least the objectives. It's all about progressing towards your own objective it's all about giving you good visibility in your company or with your clients it's all about you being perceived as you deserve to be in English I hope you found this useful really enjoy talking to you and I look forward to speaking to you again next week oh last thing any comments about these you want to write me an email please do just go to the website. There's loads of places where you can leave comments for each podcast or you can do it just generally. Uh, I'd be very, very happy to, to, to answer them, to hear your feedback of what we're doing. Again, thanks a lot. Have a wonderful weekend because it's Friday here. Enjoy yourselves. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. Enjoy your rum if you got it. And I'll speak to you again next week. Bye-bye.